the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 0111911. Joining me in studio today, a couple guests to talk about the Jazz Jubilee and a couple members of the committee for Jubilee. We've got Jim Borland and Curtis Reinhardt with us. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Hello, Andy. Thanks I'm for having doing, us in. I'm doing great. Thanks for the invitation. Oh, you're you're very welcome. Now, uh, I, Curtis has been in numerous times. Jim, this is your first time on first here with time, us. Here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Curtis, when he he talked about bringing an expert in when it comes to jazz, <laughs> and so he's, I, he's still looking. <laughs> he's still searching. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I know we have got we've got a big event coming up. It's the Jazz Jubilee by the Sea. It says it's going to bring New Orleans to the Central Coast. So give me some basics first. When is the whole event happening? Well, it's going to be January 12 to 15. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We have uh, three venues in Pismo Beach, two in Grover, and five venues altogether. We'll have bands going simultaneously in all five venues. Almost 20 out-of-town bands. Wow. And about seven of the better uh, regional bands. So almost 30 bands, constant music in five venues for three days, and then we've got auxiliary events around the, the community over the course of the next week also. Uh, let's start off with jazz, because I know that, in, and I'll throw this to either one of you, jazz has just a ton of different uh, subgenres. I guess, is that the best way to put it? That's, yeah, sure. When I think of jazz, I think a little bit of uh, Chuck Mangione with the flugelhorn, yeah. you know, and I think I think about some of the smooth jazz, but that really, there's a ton of jazz that's been around a lot longer than that, isn't there? Well, our club, which is actually 47 years old, was founded in 1976, started off with what they call traditional jazz. Traditional jazz, New Orleans jazz, over the years, we've evolved from that, and now we have a lot of swing groups. We have uh, some big bands. We've we've evolved from the, our core beginning, which was limited to a traditional jazz. So the festival is intended just to give people on the Central Coast a chance to experience uh, everything in a wide variety, or is this one going to target into that target into that uh, to that jazz that well, you're talking about? Two, two things. First of all, it's a wide variety, but it's not just people on the Central Coast. We have people from all over the country coming. Oh wow! In fact. Uh, as Curtis mentioned, I think this is our 46th annual uh, festival. And up until 10 years or so ago, it was a well-kept secret here at home, and almost everybody came from out of the area. Uh, so uh, it's a very, we have a very broad audience. And we're trying, we've been trying for yeah, at least a decade to introduce more local people to our festival so they'll come and enjoy the music. But it, it's been a well-kept secret, uh, unfortunately, for a long time. Is there a, is there a big jazz following here on the Central Coast? Is there a pretty big group of people that, that likes to follow what you do? No, I wouldn't say it's real big. There's a there's a real steady, uh, uh, aggressive, aggressively interested people, but I wouldn't call it a large group, no. But it's uh, there is they definitely have a well, strong following. We're talking numbers, to give you an idea of, of our, the makeup of our crowd, initially they were all almost all out-of-towners that would come in. There are jazz festivals similar to ours all over the West Coast, about 10 of them. And they're all scattered out through the the calendar year. And you'll find 50% of the audience at one is the same 50% at the other at the other. I mean, lots of these jazz fans follow all over. And over the last few years prior to COVID, we had about 1,300 attendees for the festival. And of those, 1,000 were out-of-towners. Oh, wow. So the hotels get excited. The restaurants get excited. And and we get excited about... uh, Having all our, our those guests in from all over the 
the you know mostly uh, Southern California, but we you know my buddies, a drummer, jazz drummer is coming in from Lawrence, Kansas, for the event. So we get people from far away too. So so it's a lot of fun to host them, but we're constantly making an effort to let locals know about the festival and get them out, whether it's one day or for a whole weekend. So many of these bands that we have are are t- cream of the crop. I mean, they're the best internationally known bands in their different genres. And all the, the out-of-towners know every guy personally. But the locals have no clue who Cornette Chop Suey is. I was just going to say, that was one of the pictures I saw that I had not heard of. But uh, the Cornette Chop Suey is, uh, has got to be a pretty popular group. Well, Jim, tell them about Cornette. Well, they're, they're from St. Louis. And they are, I remember some years back, First hearing about them, somebody somebody went to a festival and saw Cornet Chop Suey, and they came back and said, "Oh, we got to have them at our festival, Cornet Chop Suey." We go, "Yeah, okay." We hear a lot of you know a lot of recommendations and things. First time we saw them, it knocked my socks off. They were an amazing uh, band. Uh, I'm not sure how to describe them other than they're a really really good jazz band. <laughs> Great uh, cornet player. Oh yeah, know. cornet player is the lead. He's, uh, he's a ham and a, a killer musician. And their their orchestration and their their uh, Original you know, versions of songs are, are very unique and, and captivating. Now, let, me, let me piggyback on something okay. Curtis said a moment ago. Uh, many people in our state and even across the western states go amongst all these festivals, and it becomes a social event because they make friends with the other attendees. They get to know the band members. The band members get to know them, and it becomes almost a cultic kind of thing for some people. Uh, it's really a, a fun social event uh, as well as some great music and not only music but dancing one of the big uh, highlights of, of our festival and all these other festivals we have wooden dance floors at all the venues and and people love to come out and dance oh well there's uh kathy from fresno i'm gonna go grab her and dance right now you know right. that kind of thing well it yeah. sounds like it's going to be a really nice event so or events i should say let's talk tickets for a second if somebody wants to be able to buy a ticket and go to all the concerts mm-hmm. is that possible is that too much to oh yeah expect? no absolutely it's possible and the, and the sooner you buy the better because you save some money okay i think at this point if you go on to our online ticket site which is my 805 ticks the big uh t- local ticketing organization i think the the badges for three days for all access are $130. Oh, that's very reasonable. And then on, uh, if you buy a single day ticket on Friday, I think it's 40 or 50 and about $90 on Saturday and about 30 or $40 on Sunday. So you could buy one day or you could buy the whole weekend, you know, half price on Saturday and Sunday after five o'clock if you just want to come in for the evening. So there are all kinds of different options. You know, if you want to volunteer, uh, as a bartender or a, a crowd monitor, you get in free to the festival. So, and we still do need some uh, volunteers. Well, it requires hundreds of volunteers to pull this thing off. I'll, I'll bet it does. So, and, if somebody's interested in volunteering, let's get that right on the plate right now. What do they need to do? How do they get a hold of you for that? There, it's uh, listed on the website. Uh, there's one of our longtime members, Nancy Ragsdale, uh, has her e- email address and her phone number listed on the website, which is pismojazz.com. Okay. And you can contact, uh, Nancy and she'll hook you up with a shift. You, you work for four hours and you get in free for a day. If you work two four hour shifts, you get in free for the whole weekend. So there are all kinds of ways to, uh, to come. Also, you know, we're constantly looking for younger attendees. <laughs> you know, yeah, no inter- kidding. <laughs> interesting is that, 
there are lots of younger performers that are into all these different jazz styles. Right. But it's hard to get any of the, your, your regular music fans that are under 30 out to an event like this. I mean, you've got some of the, the Cal Poly jazz dancers or swing dancers that'll come and dance, but, but we're looking for the, to get, uh, you know, some of the, the pop rock folks out to experience this kind of jazz because I think they'll be blown away by the, the quality of, of the entertainers. So to that end, if you're 30 or under, you, you get in for the entire festival for 35 bucks. When, wow. when, when my wife and I first started going, we've been going for about 25 years. And we first started going, we thought, man, this is great. We feel so young here, you know, because the audience tends to be a little bit older. And we're looking, we're trying, as Curtis said, really hard to get the younger people involved because it's, it's great music. And once, once somebody hears it, you, you're, you're drawn in. You're, 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 you're hooked. It really is fun. Let's talk about some of the bands that are going to be there because the list is long and distinguished. We already talked about Cornet Chop Suey, uh, and they look like they've got a, they're a pretty exciting band to watch. Give me some of the highlights. Who else is going to be there that either people might recognize or you might really recommend? Well, a lot of these you're not going to recognize because they're from out of the state. Uh, Professor Cunningham. Uh, is from New York City. He is a killer uh, reed player, clarinet and saxophone uh, from New York City. This will be, I think, his third time appearing with us. He brings a whole band out there. It'll knock your socks off, but nobody's really locally ever heard of them. So he's he's got kind of swing music. I, I was seeing that oh, he yeah. does. He was uh, he was doing early dance halls back in the east. Well, yeah, and and like I said, the club started out with traditional jazz, New Orleans jazz, which you know I like I like it a lot, but. But it really has expanded, and there's there's more swing, more modern, more cool stuff than than the traditional jazz. And he is definitely a hot ticket by anybody's standards. Anybody who right. listens to him is going to get knocked out. Yeah, right. I mean, they're young guys who are great musicians, and uh, they'll play swing. They'll play you know, music you'd hear on the streets of Harlem 80 years ago, dance music, uh, pop music. And these bands, especially the younger ones, are, are energetic. I mean, they talk history of the music, tell jokes. They're, it, it's entertainment. It's not just music, but it's entertainment. I think of, of Professor uh, Cunningham kind of in the same category as a new band we're bringing in from the L.A. area called Black Market Trust. And uh, their description is the great songbook infused with the Django Reinhardt's romantic oh. and virtuosic flavor, intricate harmonies, and a dash of Rat Pack style comedy. Rat Pack, wow! That's, so I mean, these are young, energetic guys, and and with there are a lot of uh, female performers too who are just really fun, and and they s- totally stretch out away from swing and and uh, trad jazz and and uh, New Orleans type and, and Black Market Trust will be here for the first time. Curtis has seen them at other venues, but this will be my first yeah, time they, seeing they them. Just and I'm really it. excited to see these guys. Let's talk venues then for a second. So you're talking about having you got big dance floors at or at least dance floors at all the places, wood mm-hmm. dance floors. Where are people going to be going to see? Well, our primary venue is the uh, Pismo Beach uh, Veterans Auditorium. That's a great place. And, yeah, and that's uh, kind of the home base for the Basin Street Regulars where we have our monthly jazz dance concerts, but it's the home base and also the main ticket office for the festival. And it'll be open from Thursday through Sunday. Also in in Pismo, we've got the uh, Sky Room, which is on the fourth floor of the Edgewater Hotel. Oh, okay. uh, If you've not been up there, it's really a, a, a fun and kind of funky old hotel. And the, the view of the beach from there, it'll knock your socks off. Yeah, you've got 180, actually 270 degrees of, of view, two sides in the front of all sing, or all uh, window walls looking out to the ocean. So it's really a lot of fun to, to listen to the music and look at the ocean. Uh, we also have the 
what we're calling the Pismo Blast and Brew Party Room. That's uh, at the bottom of, of uh, level of, of Blast Hotel or Blast Restaurant in in Shell Beach. It's right in front of the Seacrest uh, Hotel. It used to be Marie Callender. I was just going to say yeah, yeah. Yeah. Marie Callender. Used to be Marie Callender. Right, right. That, that, That's how I. That's how I know it as I'm driving out. So the, the Seacrest actually operates that building, and and they rent out the bottom room, which holds about 200 people. So that's the third venue in Pismo, and then in Grover Beach for the first time, we've got two venues. The community center, which is a great venue that's uh, another hidden gem in the five cities. It's over at uh, 12th and uh, Trueville. And uh, it's a great venue, holds about 250 people, wooden dance floors, wooden floors all through the, throughout, nice little stage area. Uh, most of these venues have full kitchens too, so we have right. caterers and, and uh, soft drinks and, and alcohol available at all of them. And then we've got uh, the Grover Beach Ramona Garden Park Center, which is where the same park where the, the summer concerts happen in Grover. Yep. Of course, those are outside. All our venues are inside, so we're using the inside building. So that'll be a more intimate uh, uh, facility. But all the bands rotate to all these different venues. And, and what's cool, too, is you get to these, the bands aren't standoffish. They'll talk to you. They sit in with each other. They'll go out to lunch with you. I mean, it's it's kind of old homework, right? Well, and it sounds like it too. Now, I notice here it says you got a shuttle bus. Tell me, tell me about that. That sounds like something kind of new for a festival. <clears throat> well, not new to us, but uh, it this is pretty traditional at, at the festivals that have locations that are in different parts of the area. People with your badge, you know, you put your lanyard on with your three-day badge and you, it allows you to get on the bus and you can circulate to all five venues so you can listen to a band at the grover community center then go jump on the bus and go over to the pismo vets building then jump on the bus and and go to uh the uh, edgewater and then walk down the street to blast so you can you can get a variety of bands if you just sit in one place or you can get a variety of bands and venues if you want to move around a lot of people will follow a particular band. They, they're fans of a particular band or two, and they'll just follow them all day long by moving around. And yeah. so the bands will play at different venues? Oh, yeah. The, the, the 20 or so bands, they're all spread out amongst the five venues. They bounce all over the place between the five venues. So you can sit at one venue and see almost all the bands, but uh, if you have a particular favorite or half a dozen favorites, you can move around and, and uh, see as much as you want. It sounds like a lot of fun. Really uh, you know, it so, sounds like it's a good chance to do some dancing, hear some great music. I want to take just a second, because I know I can do this pretty quick, and uh, just list some of the bands that are going to be there. Cornette Chop Suey, uh, the Midry Brothers, Septet, Blue Street Jazz Band, High Street Party Band. We talked about Professor Cunningham and his old school, Tom Rigney and Flambeau, Gator Nation, Black Market uh, Trust, St. Uh, Gabriel's Celestial Brass Band, Ivory and Gold, Carl, Sonny, Leyland and Friends, uh, CJ, Sam, Jammers, uh, Holland and, and Coots, Swinging West. Uh, is it uh, Eve Evans Trio? Eve Evans. Eve Evans Trio. The Creole Syncopators. Catherine Loomis and Company. The Big Sirs of Swing. Jump Jacks. Royal Garden Swing Orchestra. I've heard them. They're really Carl, good. Carl, Sonny, Leyland, uh, Catherine Loomis. Um, Jump Jacks, those are all local bands. There's several local bands in there. But well, I thought I recognized some of yeah, those names yeah. coming through here. And oh, they're yeah. all great dance bands, too. Oh, yeah. Just a moment ago, you handed me a schedule that is pretty 
pretty incredible. This is a large schedule. Is this posted online someplace? Oh, yeah. where it's on the internet. There's people on the programs that people pass out. Uh, yeah, it's on the website. You can download it right now if you want. Uh, from our web, again, our website is pismojazz.com. Pismojazz.com. Tell me about tickets again. I want to cover that a couple of different times today. Go directly to my805ticks.com. We've got it set up that there's no extra service charge. Three-day pass, it's $130, and that's it. You just download the ticket, and then you show up at, at uh, the Pismo Vets building, exchange your ticket for a lanyard, and then you're in all the venues for the whole weekend. So that's the easiest way to do it, 805 Ticks. It's simple. It's a great little local uh, ticketing program that's, that's tied in with New Times and, and the Sun. And there's, there's a link to it on the website. Again, pismojazz.com. You can go there and click on a purchase badge uh pull down on the menu and there's a link directly to 805 ticks we got to remember we got the website guy here yeah right. so he's right. careful right. be careful what you say and uh, we also sell tickets uh, at the door at the main box office at, at the pismo vets building now is you mentioned uh, kitchens in almost all the venues and that you're going to have some food available but, but this really looks like the kind of event that people might go to and then plan to meet a bunch of friends and go out and have oh, dinner someplace yes, at, a, at a local restaurant or you know one of their favorites from you know from other times they've been here so it's got to be a big boon for the local the local businesses oh, yeah. as well. well you can, well, I, you can I, see from the schedule that the bands the bands pretty much start at 10 a.m. and go all the way till some 10 or 11 p.m. I, mean, I don't think anybody <laughs> sits there for 12 straight hours. I mean, come on. For a while, you need a break. So people, uh, you know, people will watch several sets and go out to lunch, go for a walk, mm. come back, see some more music. Yeah, and, we've, and we've got local uh, restaurants that are catering at the venues. The Rib Line is doing two of of the venues, and uh, the uh, say our Basin Street Regulars sponsors the bar at the Pismo Vets Building, uh, <laughs> and we've got a couple other caterers, a Mexican caterer uh, at. Uh, the community center in Grover Beach, and uh, we have the at, at the Sky Room is kind of a bring your own, you know, Got food, bring drinks, whatever. It's kind of more of a a laid back uh, situation there because there's really there's no kitchen there. But the other four have food and a bar for drinks. Uh, all four of the other ones are, are fully stocked with with food for sale and. Uh, uh, drinks for sale so it's, it's a, a real part it's a real party it's a real party atmosphere you mentioned some of the shows are free shows too correct right we've got a whole bunch of community shows that we uh present for a couple reasons uh, uh primarily we want to promote the festival and, and get the locals involved with the festival and want them to hear some of the bands and uh and then come out and buy a badge and, and come to the show we also get substantial cash grants from the city of Pismo Beach and the city of Grover Beach. So these free shows that we put in those those uh, cities is a, a bit of a thank you uh, for the sponsorship and a thank you to the the community and and uh, the local attendees. So tell me about where the where the the uh, community shows are going to be and where they're. Well, going I'll just to go. run down quickly. This Saturday, uh, the seventh. Uh, at three o'clock, uh, Jump Jacks, a great uh, jump blues uh, band and and uh, scat jazz band uh, from local, uh, local, and you know that are Ted Waterhouse and and uh, a bunch of great players are playing at the the Grover Station Grill. That's three o'clock Saturday the seventh. At and all these this show's free. Uh, Wednesday, the uh, the eleventh. There's a, a paid show, but it's a, a community show. It's at, at Harry's. We've got the Creole Syncopators playing along with the Jazz Jubilee All-Stars, which are mostly guys from, from, uh, New Orleans. That's a Mardi Gras party. 
uh, $25, and you get tickets on Harry's website for that one. Okay. Uh, Thursday, uh, St. Gabriel Celestial Bass, Brass Band. It's a nine-piece group, and they're a marching group. They do second-line-type marching, traditional New Orleans music, and, and lots of other great jazz. And they're going to be down at the corner of Broad and Higuera at Slow Farmer's Market. So that's uh, 6 to 8.30 on Thursday the 12th, St. Gabriel's Celestial Brass Band. And then they turn around on Friday the 13th at 1 o'clock. They're going to do a free show at the Pismo Pier in the Pismo Pier Plaza. And we're going to have a march up and down the pier and and do uh, second-line music and, and stop along the way and chat with people and and, and play a tune and then march a little longer. So that'll be fun on the Pismo Pier at 1 o'clock on Friday the 13th. And then uh, Friday the 13th also uh, at the Agrarian Hotel in Royal Grande, uh, we've got Igor the Jazz Cowboy with Jeff Barnhart on piano and Gary Ryan on uh, Benjamin, banjo sorry, guitar. Benjamin. Anyway, so that's, that's an interesting show. It's a comedy and, and jazz and that's a freebie at in the the lobby at the Agrarian Hotel in Royal Grande on Friday the thirteenth from four to six, and then a couple to end out the weekend. We've got uh, a couple of our best bands playing at Puffers in uh, in Pismo, from New Orleans Larue Blue and Blue Renditions on Saturday night at Puffers, and then ending the festival on Sunday the fifteenth. Uh, we have a uh, Groovus, which is one of the the top trios for the festival playing at Puffers also. And, and like I say, all those events are free to the public, with the exception of the, the show at Harry's. All right. Now, I want to take a moment, because I know it takes a village uh, to put something like this on. It takes a village to raise a child, of course, the old saying. And you have a lot of sponsors that we want to say thank you to. Tell me, uh, tell me who your big sponsors are, who your little ones are. Who would you like to say a, a special thanks to? You need to look at the city of Pismo Beach first. I mean, they've been our our home for for 46 years and and they do a great job of not only contributing uh, cash wise to the to help support the program and the the festival but also give us quite a bit of uh, promotional help notoriety uh, nationally through their tourism organization so they help us greatly also uh, city of grover beach for the first time is a, a major sponsor we have the community foundation of slow is a big sponsor Mechanics Bank. Also, we have a couple individuals that that are are sponsors, and uh, lots of hotels are are in kind sponsors. The Vespera by the Sea, the Seacrest Hotel, the Contiki Inn, Agrarian. They've all helped us with rooms for the festival. That's, that's for all the bands that come from out of town, you right? So, so it's just a, just a ton of people that are helping oh, you out. Right. It sounds like. Yeah. Now, I know that uh, the the move to January has been a little switch. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, when the club first started hosting these festivals back uh, 45 years ago, the hoteliers and the city folks in Pismo were just ecstatic that they actually have some event during October. It'll bring some, fill some hotel rooms and uh, bring some life to the city. I mean, it, it was off-season in October. So they loved the fact that, that we came in and, and started the festival. Well, then as the years go by, uh, you know, Pismo's tourism goes up and up and up, which is great for the local community and great for Pismo. But it also meant that it started crowding out events like ours. Where we October was no longer you know, shoulder season or off season. It was peak season. And then on top of that, 
you uh, add all these destination weddings. So that was a problem. So the city folks and the tourism folks from Pismo and had suggested that uh, if we moved to the off-season, they'd be able to help us more financially and with more in-kind uh, marketing support and you know better hotel rates. So we're giving it a try this year. Now, yeah. I, I also want to make sure that we talked a little bit, Jim. You had mentioned at the very start that this is something, this isn't just a once a year in terms of the jazz. Oh, There's no. actually a group that you get together on a monthly basis? Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, I'd like to give you, if you don't mind, a real quick history of our club. I'm really proud of this club. You betcha. Back in the uh, 70s, a couple of guys named K.O. Eklund and Bob Connolly had this idea, this dream of a jazz club. Bob Connolly actually had a radio show on KCBX at the time and was promoting the concept on his show. On June 6, 1976, they had a little gathering at K.O. Eklund's house, and they started the club, and they, they launched it. And the amazing thing is, the first Jubilee was less than a year and a half later. So the club apparently, and this is way before my time, so I don't know too many details, the club grew like gangbusters. Uh, traditional jazz was undergoing kind of a renaissance, kind of a revival during those days. There were some big clubs up in San Francisco, and it was apparently pretty hot, you know, pretty popular deal. So... The very first Jubilee by the Sea was in October of 1977. Wow. Less than a year and a half from the initiation of the club. And it was in October, last weekend in October. And they've done it every single year since then, the last weekend of October, up until uh, COVID. And uh, it's been a spectacular uh, success story. During COVID, we had two years of a, of a we call it a virtual, <laughs> we did it online, virtual right. uh, Jubilee by the Sea. So this is actually... The uh, 40, 46th annual fest, 46 in a row annual festival that they've been pulling off. And I just realized, in fact, this morning when I was looking at my notes, started in June of 76, which means in 2026, we're going to have our 50th anniversary of the club, wow. which is a long time for a club that, you know, most clubs, you know, a lot of clubs will form and uh, kind of disappear uh, after time. But we've still got a lot of, in, a lot of people involved. And uh, I've been involved for about 25 years. So I, I've been, Involved about half of that time. But now, is a wonderful club, experience. Does the club have its own website uh, oh, yeah. aside well, from Jubilee? Pismojazz.com. Oh, so that's the yeah. club website, yeah. and then it's Jubilee the club website, just, and right. we we link a bunch of stuff for Jubilee on there. So there the are club, different pages. So the club has the club has a concert every single month. The last usually the last Sunday of the month, uh, we have a concert at the Pismo Beach Vets Hall, and uh, we invite local bands, out of town bands. We have uh, wonderful. We have a, it starts off with a jam set, so people who like to play. Just want to come out and honk their horns or whatever, get to come out and make a scene on the stage, get to be on the stage. That's pretty fun to watch everybody having such a great time. And then we always have two bands, uh, an opening band and then a, a main band, once a month. And uh, great turnout, lots of enthusiasm. It's a terrific club. It really is a wonderful bunch of people. It sounds. And, and if people want to be a part of that, is there, do they Pismojazz.com. There's a membership form on there and That's information about the club, calendar, uh, showing you uh, what's coming up and, and all the rest. 25 bucks for a year-long membership, and it gets you. it saves you... Fifty bucks just on admissions to our BSR shows. And, oh, good! And then you get all kinds of other perks too. So it's it's well worth the the investment and and a, a good way to promote our club and to to ensure that we're going to stay in business. I mean, some of these clubs, quite honestly, over 
the last 10 years have gone out of business on the West Coast. It's kind of like Shriners, you know. We're, we're, they term out at the end of their lives, and, and uh, it's a nice way of putting that. But, but uh, <laughs> Thus the $35 fee for anybody <laughs> under 30 right, right now. Right. So, so, we have a bargain for young people. We need more young people. We're going to get some more young folks into the club. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a really good time. Again, it's the Jazz Jubilee by the Sea. It's bringing New Orleans to the Central Coast uh, January 12th through the 15th. 25 bands from all around the country at five venues in Pismo Beach and Grover Beach. Again, if you'd like more information, all you have to do is go to pismojazz.com. That's pismojazz.com to find out about badges and tickets and some free shows and everything else that you wanted to know. And there's also a schedule there, a very comprehensive schedule, so you can see exactly what's going on. Again, we've been talking with Curtis Reinhardt and Jim Borland, both members of Pismo Jazz. And guys, thank you very much for coming in and talking to us, and, and good luck with the festival. What a thrill. Thank you for inviting thank us. Thank you, Andy, and I look forward to seeing you there. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.